music. Yeah. will be blocked on youtube for sure yes that won't play on youtube uh because they claim we don't own it we yeah. do own it well kind we of pay for it we paid for a license for it um but what's interesting about that is cash was playing a video game the other day like on a phone yeah that he downloaded an app and that song was the background music of the video game no way yeah yes the snarf talk music that's ours yes we own that Solely, um, how we doing now? Are we? Um, how we doing are we now? Finally, how we doing now? Live? Yeah, I think so. Looks like it to me. I don't see the interrupted sign. All right, all interrupted and whatnot. Where do you have two comments? Hey, Vic, we doing this? Yeah, I think it's gonna work now. You did win, Vic, as first commenter, first commenter, and most specialist comment. Absolutely. We doing this? Um, we had some uh, viewers earlier. I know Dirk was with us. and um, Come on back, Dirk. Come on back. They shared our stream. Mm-hmm. We effed it's it a, up. It's a failed stream, so share the new one that works. Um, yeah, so it's been a bit. We haven't been on air in a week. Uh, we've come back, and we're doing this. From the dead. Really? The day of the dead. The day of the dead. We we had that. Because we have a after, super special Halloween. After the Halloween. Episode. We're going to talk about Halloween. Yeah. We're going to talk about what we did for Halloween. We're going to talk about Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Halloween candy. And we're going to cap it off with what we've been watching, of course. Of course. A little tiny bit of news. And top 10 Halloween movies. Our, Our top, top 10 Halloween movies. And this is going to be a contentious issue oh gosh is it ever so we it's not necessarily based around halloween but it is a halloween-esque movie yeah right because if you look up the top thousand halloween movies none of them are based on halloween very few a a lot of them are not based on halloween i found some lists that were specific to halloween i went to i got a wikipedia wikipedia thing pulled up a page pulled up and it was all of the movies ever made based on the day of halloween and those are the movies you picked from i there's some okay there's some um so that's coming up for sure and that's gonna be a lot of fun and our stream is like working perfectly now yeah of course it is so we're all good um have you tried turning it off and turning it on that's all, that's what i did <laughs> i know <laughs> turn it up turn it back on and all of a sudden it was going almost 50 megabits per second here it's all you got to do chris it's a typical it guy thing yeah this is and i'm an it guy you okay. are you turn it off. Internet troll. You turn it back on. IT. And it always it. works. I do get it, but I don't troll people. No. I only give factual information all the time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does, right? A hundred percent of the time works. While we're while I got you, Jerry, I think we got a we got a quick ad this week. Oh, okay. Well who are we adding for? Well, first of all, right now I am working on a deal where we're actually gonna have a real advertiser. Perfect. An app slash video game app thing. Okay. Wants to advertise on our podcast. Contra. Yes. I knew it. It's Contra 2020. I knew it. That's a great game. Yeah, and it's a, it's a massive multiplayer online game. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have that Extra life. new sponsor coming up. Not yet. Right now. Beautiful. 
Our now sponsor we got this sponsor. week, Scene Top Show Picks. Did yeah, you know that? I didn't know that, but uh, they are a sponsor. They have the best pork in the county. Yeah, um, to show. I mean, it's fine to eat, but if you're gonna, if you want to show some pork, yeah, this is the pork you want to show. Yeah. Okay, they've got breeds from X line. No, nobody cares about that, Jerry. We're, and they've we're, got what everybody cares about is we got to figure out a tagline. Okay, so, so if you advertise right. on our show, it's like a full. First of all, I have a bachelor's degree in advertising. You do. So you're getting a professional. Mm-hmm. And we came up with a slogan, a tagline, the copy, everything. Oh, all But right. I didn't have, I couldn't think of one for seeing top show picks. So I thought maybe we could workshop some things out. Okay, let's, let's do it. I what was thinking, think um, the one that jumped into my head was oink, oink, MFR. Oink, oink, MFR. Yeah. Yeah. Like a. Uh... I just think it had the right amount of bravado. But also the right amount of like arrogance and in your face, right? Like grabs you by the yeah, oink 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 mother. Yeah, Ger. you gotta say the whole thing. I mean, we're a you know family friendly show most of the time until we drink too much. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my idea. I think I thought okay. I thought we could do like a Sam. You could do it like Sam Jackson. I like that. You'd be like oink oink mother. Yeah, there's too many oinks. On this, or no, there's, what's he say? <laughs> there's, I'm sick of these mother you know, oinks on this the fucking, well, I didn't believe that at all. <laughs> I didn't believe that at all. Uh, I believe the mom part. Uh, yeah, but that's what Sam Jackson does. Yeah. Can you do a Christopher Walken? I can't. I could do like Jeff Goldblum. Uh, oink, oink, motherfucker. <laughs> what about, uh, let's think of another one. Um, oh, dang. What would be like a really bombastic character that could say oink oink? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like a uh not Drew Carey. He wouldn't be good. Drew Carey? Yeah, it wouldn't He'd be terrible. He's yeah, so he'd be understated. Awful. Be awful, wouldn't he? He's really become uh is he still hosting the prices right? Oh yeah. I oh, heard yeah. something like he got sick or something happened to him. His girlfriend got murdered. <laughs> no, that's Jim Carrey, I think. No, that really it happened. His ex-girlfriend. What? Yeah. From who? Bob. The L.A. guy? The guy in L.A.? The Night Stalker? No, I don't know. Drew Carey, ex Hold on. Let me look it You're up. You're going to look that up? Okay. Yeah. Well, that seems like something we should do. <laughs> <laughs> oink, oink. Yeah, she was thrown off a third-floor balcony of her Hollywood Hills apartment. Wow. An autopsy determined she had been strangled first. This is oh. his ex-wife. So she was already dead. Before they met. No, before they were thrown off the balcony. Yeah, I believe so. Because mm-hmm. that would be terrifying. Former fiance. The strangulation. This We shouldn't be joking about this. It's terrible. No, I'm not joking about it. I was just saying. This is a big deal. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> what what if they so said... off the rails. What if they said instead of oink, oink, what if they said... Like kind of like the Arby's commercial, and he says, "We got the breeds, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> or we said that, I guess. It's I, not him. We got the breeds. No, nah, I don't like it. Oh, I like I that. Like it. We got the breeds. Well, we'll work on it. Well, next week we'll have our tagline for scene top okay. show picks. All right. <laughs> um, Vic says we could do. We should get manscaped. They they do everybody else. They really do, and we're men. <laughs> yeah. That needs scaping. For sure. Like, um, I got it. Victor, hook that up. 
We'll give you a royalty. Roman male enhancement. Is that a thing? I don't know. Never heard of it. I never heard of it either. I mean, I'm What's not so a, good about Roman males. I don't know. Nothing. They lost. Yeah. So they want me to enhance myself like to be a Roman male. Right. They, they were didn't overtaken. even have indoor plumbing, did they? No. They had like open ditches. They had like bathhouses yeah. where they all shit in a trough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Come on. If there's just a trough of moving water. Wa- running water all the time. He, yeah. That's that, a good idea. That isn't too bad, actually. <laughs> that isn't too bad. It's kind of like Wrigley Field. <laughs> it's exactly like Wrigley Field. And that's why I don't really care for that place. Well, whatever. It's amazing to me that they rehabbed that whole stadium and it, made it awesome. But if you go in the bathroom. Never touched it. Still a trough. Yeah, still it's a, a trough. No, but now it's like a nice looking trough. But it's like they did it on purpose. They're like, well, we want to keep that character. Everybody jokes about the trough thing. So we're going to put in like a hammered brass trough now. It's so stupid. I think it's so dumb. That's exactly what it's like, though. Why would you do that? I get the historic nature of the park, right? The stadium. Upgrade it a little bit so people can pee in a urinal. I just want to pee in a urinal. I just want to pee in a urinal, guys. I don't even care if there's sides to it. It doesn't need to have sides. I just need a urinal on the wall where I can have a little bit of privacy for my wiener to pee. (laughs) You know? I don't need a trough next to another guy. That's silly. Okay. Well, we got a lot to cover. Barbaric. We got Halloween stuff to talk about. Do you want to cover some news first before we get into that? Or do you want to talk about our Halloween that we had? Um. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I was just trying to weigh. I've got a review Okay, that I was going to do Well, the thing. Okay, do that. You think? Yeah. So we've talked a lot about food on this podcast, right? Yeah. And we've uh, bashed people for their, their food that they eat and things that they've ranked on, like restaurants. We did a whole episode about restaurants, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, Morris has acquired a restaurant called Panda Express. Did you know it's also getting a noodles and company? It is? Yeah, Morris. Oh, I would like to go there. It's not that good. It's not? I've never been there. That's not great. It's really? fine. Where is that going? Um, in that strip mall by GameStop. What's it replacing? Cash store. Oh, good. I hate cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody only, wants that I only store. operate in illegal tender <laughs> yeah i don't want cash i want shibby in you coin is that a real thing oh yeah it's the thing it is yeah. i thought that was like doge it just overtook doge it did it's called it's now being called the doge killer the doge killer shiba inu yeah it's another joke it's another dog one that was named. it's the face of doge actually is that breed yeah so uh but it's blown up it's got now like over a two billion or trillion dollar valuation i don't know should i get it if you would have bought it a month ago it's up like ten thousand percent if you would have bought it a year ago it's up like 152 million percent <laughs> yes that's a number if you bought a thousand dollars over a year ago you'd be a billionaire right now no way yep oh my gosh yeah it's crazy i don't, i'm not saying you should buy it it's, it's well at this point no a, i would say it's you not shouldn't. a real currency because uh it, not that any of them are but bitcoin is at least scarce shiba inu is like doge where it's intentionally made as a joke to be as a but there's over trillion there's like 20 trillion like if you buy 400 bucks worth that's like five million 
Shiba Inu coins. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. That seems like in overabundance. You're saturating the market. That's the point. Just to make it go to the moon. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, I I did nothing with crypto. But what I did do is I went to a recently built Panda Express. Ooh, Panda Express. Now, we've trashed some people. The on, trash food of the fast food world. That's what That's what we've said. We've said that a lot. I've eaten there recently as well. And so I haven't, uh, I've never eaten there before. I literally never eaten there. So me telling people that it's trash food was ridiculous. Know, absolutely. <laughs> I just kind of did it because it was a cool thing to do. You know, I was just following your lead because that's what you told me to say with a gun to my head. But I, we got it. Anyways, they kind of have a limited menu. This is what I was surprised about. The menu itself isn't very wide. When I went to Chinese restaurants before, they have this giant-ass menu that have so many different options of different things that you could get. And I've always, like, skimmed through it and picked basically the same things. Yeah, but this is and a fast see, food restaurant. Yes, right? so Panda Express, what they've done is take those things that I've always picked from and put it on their menu. And that's... That's the only thing you can get. Yeah, like eight things. Yeah. Ten things, maybe. So they have an app. I ordered from the app. It went very well. Um, Very easy to do. Amy ended up picking it up, bringing it home, and we ate it. And I tell you what, I enjoyed it. It was very good. Really? I mean, I like it. I So I ate there recently as well. Um, It's not bad. It's not bad. But- no, it's not. You do feel like garbage afterwards. Oh, 100%. I've never not felt that way after eating any Chinese food. Right. It doesn't matter where it but came from. But even worse, though. But it, it, it isn't terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. And honestly, I really like their orange chicken. And I liked their uh, the beef. Was it Shanghai beef? No, it was... Um, Mongolian beef? No, it wasn't Mongolian. Beijing beef. Beijing beef. I like that. that. That's pretty good. I like it's that basically, with some rice. Or, it's basically General So's beef. It is. Everything is basically a variation of General So's chicken. Yeah, and orange chicken. It's the same thing. If one has orange in it, the other doesn't. Yeah, I know. But I tell you what, so I got there. One has red uh, pepper flakes and one has has orange peel. You're right. No, you're you're exactly right. And I love it. I love those two things. beef is the same thing. (laughs) Um, They have uh, the spring rolls that they have, the veggie spring rolls. Very good. And they have a sweet and sour. That's a little bit different than any sweet and sour that I've had before from a regular Chinese restaurant. This one had a little more zip to it. Ooh, I, I don't know what zang. it was. Yeah, zang. a little a little zang came in my mouth. Um, and I was dipping my spring roll in it. Loved it. They have a little bit different crab sauce. rangoon too. I didn't have. I didn't get the crab rangoon. I should have got it. Okay. Hey, so what's your out of ten? Oof, out of ten. Out I didn't of five, know I was gonna five stars. Four, three, two, or one. How many stars? Um, for the entire first, restaurant world, first off, no, no, all no. restaurant, no, no, no. I'm it's my do, experience of. I'm going to do two things. Okay, <laughs> with well, five being the best restaurant you've ever been to, five stars, and one being Panda Express. <laughs> what? Where would you rank it? I mean, out of every restaurant I've ever been to, yeah, including like high end restaurants, yeah. We're going to go with like a 1.3. Okay, 1.3. Yeah. Now, as far as fast food restaurants. Okay. Out of five stars. Out of fast food restaurants, 
you know, I mean, you all, multiple it, fast food restaurants can be five star. I'm not saying like you have to have a hierarchy. Oh no, no, I know this is it's dumbed down now to a five star. It's five star. Like, like if you're saying as a fast food restaurant experience, how many stars? I'd give it. Uh, you know, you got to be in that special mood for Chinese, and when you're in that special mood for Chinese, it's freaking good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's that that's the mood you're in every time you get it because you have to be. You don't. You, wouldn't you don't stop there like you would a McDonald's or a Taco Bell or an Arby's Absolutely or like true. any, literally any of the others, Culver's, whatever, because they've got food that we eat as like that's food. Midwestern Americans. Yeah, that's that's what food is. Um, so this is like a specialty fast food, and you're going to be in that mood. So saying that every time you get it, it's enjoyable, and I would want to make it a higher star ranking because of that. But you got to take stars away because it's only when you want it. It's not as versatile. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 2.8. Okay, 2.8. That was a long road to hoe to get. I had to figure it out. I didn't want to jump into this. We're ranking things. This is serious business. In the interest of moving on, because I do have another question, is you actually have another restaurant you could review because you went to Beast Burger. I did. Yeah. Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. The Beast's favorite YouTube celebrity. He's the biggest YouTube celebrity in the like ever. Uh and he apparently makes a burger. I didn't know about this. Grady was telling me about it. I uh, watched the video with Cash. He basically started his own fast food restaurant because he wanted to. Yes. And apparently the idea just went over so well that they're just like we're going to take this. I don't know how it works, so they must so, partner with a local restaurant. That's what they do. I don't know if the restaurant no. is buying their menu. That's what you're doing. You, you're licensing he, it. He's created a menu of the Beast Burger and a chicken sandwich, certain fries, shakes, things like that. And he's saying, if you want to buy into this, you can. So different places can buy into the Mr. Beast franchise so and then licensing their image and name and recipe that's all it is and you're selling it out of your restaurant so it wasn't i told you it was like a pop-up for a certain amount of time it's not um it's white's cafe in morris uh they bought into it and they're selling it like you can get it anytime you want really now but you can go to mrbeast.com and order it anywhere across the country and it's but it's only through you got to get it through uh doordash I don't think they do it in the store. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, because any option I looked at was only for delivery. So or they pick. just got paid a bunch of money by DoorDash. And you can pick it up. You can pick it up from the store, but I mean, I wasn't going to Morris at the time. So you can pick it up from the store. So that's fine. And that's all going to White's. But yeah, DoorDash is a big thing uh, with this burger. Anyway, I found out they were doing it in Morris. I saw it on Facebook randomly. And uh, Grady happened to see my screen as i was looking at it and he's like a mr beast burger where's that at i said well grady it's in morris actually and he wanted it really bad and then i saw a picture of what the burger looked like i was like man that looks good looks like a good burger you know so that day i didn't end up that was on a saturday i didn't end up getting it because uh we ran out of time because white's is only stays open till three and i think that's ridiculous but that's what they do the next day on Sunday, I ended up ordering it uh, at like 1130. It takes about 40 minutes for them to do the whole deal. Um, and they delivered it right to my house. The lady for DoorDash called me because if you Google my address, it's like a thousand feet away. 
why that happens, I don't know. Got her to the house. She delivered it. It comes in a big yellow Mr. Beast bag. We get everything out, and uh, I ended up, I got two meals for three people uh, because the boys can't eat. They're double cheeseburgers. That's the basic option. You can only get a double cheeseburger. So I split one for them because they couldn't eat a whole double cheeseburger, and then um, I had the other one, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Really? It's the best cheeseburger I've had in a very long time. Well, a no. very long time. I'm definitely going because cash is like that's all I can talk about. The fries were fine. I didn't. I got the seasoned fries. They're a little bit spicy. I should have got uh, uh, a seasoned and an unseasoned to test both. And honestly, I want to try the chicken sandwich too because they've got like a chicken sandwich that I I love chicken sandwiches. So that looks good. But yeah, the burger was very very good. The bun's incredible. The meat was very good, and the style of burger where they put basically everything on it, unbelievable. Loved it. I ate the crap out of it. Very filling. I don't know if they put MSG in this stuff like the Chinese, so. yeah. but it was very it was very filling. But it's so good. I would do it again. Pricey, obviously, very pricey because it's a gimmick. Yeah, you know, it's kind of. Uh, you got to pay for the, I paid, paid for the delivery and everything like that. So it was a little bit expensive. I wouldn't necessarily have it delivered again, but I would pick one up in a heartbeat because it was very good. Fries were a little bit lacking, I would say, but the burger itself, if I'm giving it out of five stars, 4.3. Nice. Uh, Kelly says weights is whites, weights is whites, whites is cafes. Smash burger is the bomb and the chicken wrap is good. I, uh, I really eaten there many times for lunch. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, see, I've never been there since it was re like redone, rebranded. Yeah, new owners, and it's kind of bougie now, you know, bougie, boozy, bougie, like bourgeois. Yeah, like bougie. Okay, it's kind of like up upscale, fancy, fancy. kind of. Um, we should move on. We got a lot to cover. A little too fancy for you got some britches. News? Yeah. So uh, the externals. You know that you know that brand you know that movie the Eternals Eternal is that what did I say Externals <laughs> Externals <laughs> that's what I wrote down I literally wrote down Externals uh, the Eternals that movie that's coming out it's an MCU movie um, coming out relatively soon it is has recently had reviews start pouring in early reviews about two hundred early reviews have been coming in through Rotten Tomatoes and. Uh, they are relatively disappointing. Really? Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Um, and they keep trending downwards. Well, that's terrible. As it as they come in, and it has as of right now. I wrote this today, and I checked it today. Uh, it has a fifty three percent score um, on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is the first MCU movie ever to be a rotten score. Wow. Um, and apparently, it's based on people hating it and this is from critics this is not from the public this is also critic reviews they're hating it on the um like different type of people in the movie and what do you mean like uh what am i trying to say like um i don't want to say wokeness but i want to say like diversity they've made a diverse cast that don't necessarily blend well with the story. Um, and apparently people have a problem with it because it seems so incredibly forced. Oh, okay. I could totally see that happening. 
that's, and that's what they've been doing. I know. And I don't know if this movie was made that way prior. I don't know if they changed it to be that way or if it was made that way. Or if it's not, we have to see it for ourselves. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but the... But you pretty much just guaranteed I'm not going to see it in theaters. But I tell you what, like the early ticket sales have jumped up really high. Oh, I'm sure. It's it's beat out Shang-Chi. Listen, can't go off critics. No, I know. But it surprises me that critics would ever do that. In today's day and age, most critics would applaud that and give it really high scores um, going forward because of that, because of like diversity and, and changing the way films are made now and like how you cast them and how you do that kind of stuff has been a problem in Hollywood. I understand that. And normally reviews come in very positively because of it. But what I've read is that it seemed so overly forced that it just it's ruined the story. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what's coming through, and it's gotten a really bad score, and it's the very first MCU movie to not score you know, out of the charts right off the bat. Right. So, I don't know. We'll have to see it ourselves. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see it. Well, I don't know. Cash really wants to see it. So, Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, Grady wants to see it, too. I don't. I, I'm not opposed to going to the theater. Listen, the only thing I live for is going to the movie theater. <laughs> it's the only thing. It's the only thing. I'll go to Morris. I will not they got, ever. They got like a two dollar ticket now. I don't care about the price. Basically, I don't care costs about, nothing to go there. I don't care about how far I have to drive. I'm going to go to a seat that reclines. Oh yeah, I'm kidding. I'll and, go to Juliet. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Um, did you have any news? Um, okay, there was a new Ghostbusters trailer, Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Mm-hmm. It comes out next week, I think, or two weeks. Um, but it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it really does. We watched it right before the podcast started, and I hadn't seen the new one. I've seen a lot of trailers for it, but I hadn't seen the new one, and boy, it looks real good. It looks really good. I'm super excited about this movie. Um, I just I don't think there's any way they can screw it up from what it looks like. I don't either. The part that aggravates me is that this movie's been made for such a long time. It was supposed to come out like early 2020, wasn't it? I don't know. Not early 2020. I think it was I, supposed to come out in the spring. I feel like we were talking about this movie in 2019. Like, that it was even being made and oh my that God, we should this, be seeing This it. movie's been being made for like 10 years. That long? They announced this movie before the other Ghostbusters movie that came out. With, no. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. They At that time, they said, we're going to make a Ghostbusters movie. And there was this whole really confusion in the air because what developed was two different Ghostbusters movies were being made. One oh. that was a complete rebrand, the one they made before. Sure. And one that was supposed to be a more serious follow-up to the original movies, the one they're coming out with now. Yeah. And once the other one got ahead or got started making first... Um, you had to separate yourself a little bit. They just kept delaying it and separating and waiting for the stink to wear off of it, I think. No, I I honestly believe that is the thing. They had to wait and put some separation in between the two films. Because it was always going to be Ivan Reitman's son. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman that was doing it, always. And it was going to have the original cast and everything. So, yeah, no, this has been a long time coming, so I think it's pretty exciting. The new trailer looks great. Check it out. Yes, check out that trailer. Um, I have. We've got two more trailers that I've seen. Go for it. One of them is Book of Boba. Ooh. The Book of Boba. 
So uh, the Disney Plus show that's coming out, I believe, in December, or is it end of November? Um, it is December. I thought it was December. Yeah. So it's coming out uh, relatively soon, within a month, and it's all about Boba Fett's journey um, after what you have seen in The Mandalorian, if you've watched The Mandalorian. Um, and he's basically taking over Jabba the Hutt's lair and everything that he's done. So it looks pretty cool. I liked the action. Uh, Boba Fett is taking, obviously, the main stage here, and I'm in for it. I don't care what Disney Plus does for a TV show with Star Wars. I am going to watch it immediately. Absolutely. Everything, if it, especially if it looks like The Mandalorian, which this one absolutely does. Actually, I don't think it looks exactly like The Not Mandalorian. Ex- it seems a little less... Uh, not exactly, fantastical but fantastical and a little more like original Star Wars to me. I agree. No, I agree. I think, but I thought Mandalorian like felt that way to me too. It did, but it, it was very. It had a, a chicness to it, a sheen to it. Okay, you know, yeah, that I think was very fantastic or like um, what's the word I'm looking at? like fantasy like yeah. And this feels a little more like. You know, Star Wars, the original Star Wars series. Yeah. Um, it just has that aesthetic to it. So I think, and I think that makes sense if they go that direction. They got one, you know, they got two different things mm-hmm. kind of going off in di- different it's, directions. Yeah, so. it separates them. It will separate their paths finally. So, no, it looks amazing. The trailer looks great. I can't wait for, um, I'm obviously like a gigantic fan of Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. Yeah, say it right. Um, okay. So I'm super excited to see her back there. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she has a pretty main role yeah, in the show. Sure. She's going to be throughout it. So I'm very excited for that. It's coming up soon. One more trailer that I've seen, and I know you've seen it because we watched it again before the podcast, is the Sony picture Morbius. Morbius. Uh, the vampire. The Spider-Man villain. Yes, he is a Spider-Man villain. It's the... like Kind of a... Um, um, anti-hero very similar to venom yeah a you know similar storyline to venom yeah. yeah it's very similar to that where you have a guy that's somewhat likable in the beginning or likable throughout uh but has a demon basically that attaches to him somewhat i don't know the story of morbius uh a ton he's but a vampire he turns into a vampire basically and he has to deal with that the trailer i think looks very good it's got a lot of um, like personal dealings in the beginning. I think it'll be personal dealings throughout, but he's like dealing be- with a sickness and then changes. Yeah, I think that to me looked like the most interesting part. Yeah. And then it got very action movie, which is great. And then at the end, they tie it in with the Spider-Man movies, which yes. is phenomenal as well. So I think there's a lot of potential. It looks, the trailer looks very good. So hopefully it has a, a I th- hopefully it has a good storyline. Um, Jared Leto is the main character. Hopefully he doesn't do a Joker in this movie. It doesn't seem to be th- that way. I honestly feel like this fits him very well. He looked great in it. Yeah. He really did. Because beforehand you're like, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah, I do. And I know. I a lot of people have a bad a taste. Poor man's Jake Gyllenhaal. Right, you did. You did say that. But you can't have Jake Gyllenhaal because he's already in Spider-Man. You're right. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. He plays one of the other villains. He is another villain. Man. Oh, well. I wasn't really searching out Jake Gyllenhaal anyways. 
I guess. But Morbius, Morbius looks good. I'm excited for that. So the, that's what uh, the trailer I've seen. I have also I've been watching a show. I'm not going to say what it is. But Tim Burton made a movie called The Nightmare Before Christmas. Did you know this? This is Halloween. This yeah. is... I'm not a fan of that movie whatsoever. What? Oh, I really don't like it at all. I have no interest in that movie. You're sick. Really? You're a fan? I love it. That's insane to me. I love it. How do, how do you not like that movie? I just don't. Never have. Well, I do. Um, but anyway... Tim Burton and the Nightmare Before Christmas, he's it's always been said, like Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, and you hear his name in the front of it, and everybody would assume like Tim Burton is full on in control directing this movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, it turns out Tim Burton did not direct this movie at all. He had kind of a limited uh like hand in it. And the whole reason why he had a whole limited hand in it is, do you know why? No. Batman. Wait, what? Batman Returns was filming at the exact same time that they were doing uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and Tim Burton couldn't leave. He couldn't leave Batman Returns. He was too involved with it. Obviously, it was his movie. He was making it, and so he gave it up to a, what's his name, Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck. Oh, Tom Selleck's brother. I don't believe that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope, I think that's Non-mustachioed version. He doesn't have a mustache, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't look like anything like Tom Selleck, though. If they are related, maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this guy directed the whole movie, did everything. And at the very that's end... still written and created by Tim Burton. He didn't write the story either. He did not re- write the story. So what did he do? He produced So it. he created the characters... He, he had the characters created. Another lady, I can't remember her name. I didn't write it down. She wrote the story for it. Did and, he outline it, though? And No, it was Henry Selleck and this other woman in a house that wrote the picture and put it all together. And then he said, Tim Burton said, I want it claymation. So they got a claymation studio and put it all together, and they started filming everything, got everything filmed, basically. And closer towards the end is when Tim Burton came in started looking over like dailies, like video of what they've shot and everything they had done. It was very close to being finished up. He changed some things, kicked a hole in a wall because he was so mad about the way the vision went, um, even though he had literally nothing to do with it the entire time. Um, yelled at a lot of people, got mad at the lady that was writing the characters. He changed some things literally right at the end to make it what it is now. But all in all, Tim Burton had nothing to do with that movie. Well, I wouldn't say nothing to do with it. He really didn't. He produced it. He created the characters. He he never wrote the story or directed or made the film. Okay, but he still had involvement. He had some involvement. He had the vision. I think it's crazy, though. And every it was person, his vision. Every person that worked on that film, it took over two and a half years to make because it's claymation, you know, so it takes literally forever. And they never saw him until like the last three but months. Ultimately, it was his idea and his vision. Stop it. it. It's not. It's not his movie. Okay, fine. The people that made it don't really get any of the credit. And then originally, it was just called A Nightmare Before Christmas. But when it when like uh, the promotional people got a hold of it, 
they're like, well, we should put Tim Burton's name before it because it'll sell better. Because he's a celebrity. And then they did, and it and it did, and it no, it didn't at the time. It didn't sell very well at all. It came a became a cult classic afterwards because uh, if you go to Disney World, people are obsessed with that movie. So like half of the people are walking around with that. The director literally talks about that. He said, "I we put it out, you know, did the whole deal like." the premiere and everything he's like it didn't do well at all he's like and i moved on with my life he said it was like 15 years later i was at, i ended up at disney world and saw so many people dressed up as jack skellington there was sally he's like it was just a huge like crowd of people that were obsessed with a nightmare nightmare before christmas he's like and i did not know that people even watched this anymore and then the writer the lady said the same thing she's like i found out I was in England and people were talking about the show about the movie and how they watch it all the time. And they both had no idea that it became such a cult hit, huh. but well, it was pretty, pretty interesting. I, I, um, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that movie. Don't care for it. I don't know why. Well, I mean, why? Uh, I don't know. Just don't. That's interesting. Amy and I, uh, won the Kinsman bar Halloween costume contest as jack skellington and sally really yeah back, i bet there wasn't a lot of other entries back in 2011 oh that's recent 10 or 11 that's mm-hmm. pretty recent yeah it was before grady was born but i believe amy was pregnant wow um yeah we won it it was the last year that uncle dave's was open you know i've never won a costume contest it's the only one I've ever won. I've never been in a costume contest you haven't verona used to do it all the time but this is a great um segue where are we at on time 37 minutes. That's where we're at? Yeah. Oh, great. So what are your some of your, since Halloween just happened, we okay. missed our Halloween episode, so we're like recapping now. Yeah. Um, Halloween costumes. What were some of your best, most memorable Halloween costumes from your childhood? Oh, from my childhood. Okay. Or ones that you saw when you were a kid that you like really liked. Okay. So I'll start at kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, real quick, what's some of your favorite Halloween costumes? I'll start at the beginning. Yeah, I, I was born yeah. on a Tuesday. Uh, kindergarten. Uh, I was Batman okay. in kindergarten, and it was the greatest thing in my life. I'm gonna I'm, which version? Uh, eighty nine. Okay, wow. And it was an eighty Batman eighty nine costume. Um, I had a rubber cowl. Um, it was like a cloth suit, but it had a rubber cowl that you put on, and uh, it was the best thing. I have a bunch of pictures that my mom took of me in kindergarten as this Batman. And I remember for weeks and weeks and weeks of me running around the house, jumping off furniture because it had a cape attached, you know, and capes are really cool when you jump off furniture. So I remember running around in that costume all the time. And it will, it's like what solidified the fact that I was going to be Batman someday. Nice. You know, so that one, uh, then I was, a werewolf one year and the reason why i it's one of my favorites is because i worked at the mazan haunted house uh for two halloweens and i was this werewolf that they put in a corner you know and i jumped out and scared people and it was some of the best times of my life it was so fun (laughs) it was so fun i'd never worked in a at that time i loved haunted houses we Amy and I would go all the time. Like in high school, I went all the time. In college, after I got back from my deployment, like it was 
we went to haunted houses. It was just so fun to me. Um, and then when I got to work in one and get paid for it and still like just scare people that came through, I had the most fun ever. It was really great. I was mostly talking about like childhood Halloween costumes. Why? I don't know. I was a child before it was under 25. That's a child. Okay. Isn't it? No. Yes, it is. Okay, fine. That's a child. Um, and then my junior year of high school, I was a blow-up ballerina. <laughs> that was a great time. <laughs> it was like one of them, kind of like Krista and Marley had, where yeah. it has a fan and it blows up. Mine was like a big, giant ballerina. And uh, I wore that to school. Won the Funniest Costume Award. Nice. In high school. And uh, that was a good time. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. You? Um, I don't know, man. I... Um... I, I I remember a couple memorable ones. Um, I had a homemade. My mom always made the costumes. Okay. So she always made our costumes, and so they were awesome, usually. Um, one time she made, like, a Teenage Mutant Donatello. Oh, purple guy, huh? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles costume. I think it was for Halloween. It could have just been for playing around saturday but i'm pretty sure it was halloween she made the shell and everything like it was a cardboard shell you like strapped on sure um you know stick you could get a dowel rod or something for i was like huge uh teenage mutant ninja turtles fan and a huge donatello fan he was my favorite he's my he favorite was, turtle huh? still is yeah he was the computer geek turtle i know i know loved it what are you some computer geek donatello does machines is that what you do yeah. Chris Harford does machines. Um, so that was a great one. I will remember, I, I do remember one that was not so great, Jerry. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't remember what age I was. I think maybe it was towards the end of your Halloween years. Okay. So maybe third, fourth grade. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And But young enough, I was still in elementary school and they were still having like the parade and everything. Mm-hmm. But old enough that you're like, I don't know if I want to wear a costume to school. I was never that way. Well, <laughs> I wasn't. I literally wore, I I was courting Amy, right? Like, because I was in love with her. And I was like, I'm going to marry this chick. It was right before I deployed. Now, again, I was 18, 19 years old. So that's still a child in my book. Uh, but I wore a Batman suit around then as well. And I ran around her parents' house in this suit and was like knocking on windows, like holding my capo <laughs> like this. This is pretty awesome. It was the greatest thing ever. I drove to her house just to run around in a Batman suit and she still married me. So <laughs> this is great. Uh, well, anyway, I remember my uh, making like not wanting a costume, but then maybe at the last minute changing my mind or something along those lines. Sure. Well, this was back in the day when one of the most popular things out was like the whole troll thing. Like oh, troll like dolls. little troll dolls. Okay. Yeah. So probably like in the early 90s. Um, so you went as a troll. N- well, so I don't think there was a lot of options left at Walmart. Let's just put it that way. Okay. For things. So somehow we ended up with a troll mask, like nose up with the hair mask. That's it. Just from the nose up. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, what? I, I can't. I'm not going to be a troll. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> this is craziness, right? Yeah, right. Well, there was more to it. It was a whole thing. It was like troll for president. 
So you had to wear a suit. And I was to wear a suit, and there was a button that said "Troll for President," <laughs> and that was supposed to be my Halloween costume. And I, I would, I refused. Did, you, I refused to wear. You it. didn't even wear it. No, I. What I did was, I had a couple year old Robin Hood, uh, you know, like the suit Robin Hood clothing. Yeah. Still had that from a couple of years before, so it was way too small. But I just wore that. I wore the troll mask, and my sister had these like uh, witch fingers. Okay, that you put on your fingertips. Yeah. So I became like a scary troll, a scary Robin troll. Yeah, that was another great costume I had though. I had the Robin Hood costume with my you know a bow made out of wood oh from, yeah you know, with the string and everything. Back then we could take bows and arrows to school. You could, and it wasn't a problem. Nobody cared. Nope. Sharpen those arrows. They were just sticks. Sure, but but there are arrows. Yeah, there are arrows to me. So anyway, those were some of my favorites. That's fine. And least favorite. I was trying to think of more. I had a suit. Like, the, it wasn't an old man, but it was like an old, ugly man face, I guess. And uh, in high school, we, me and uh, Sean and Doug had called some girls over to Sean's house. Like, come meet us at Sean's house. We're going to watch movies, hang out in his basement. Did that a lot. And Sean had this long lane next to the bridge, the river bridge in Seneca. Had to go down this long lane to get to his house. Well, we hid in the bushes of this long lane. And as soon as the car came out, we all jumped out to scare (laughs) said girls. Worked. They got really scared, terrified even. Sean had a chainsaw. Very unsafe. Um, but I jumped on the hood of her car and she ended up backing up on back onto main street and drove down main street with me on the hood of her car crying. And I was like, this is, it, <laughs> this is an issue. So I finally ripped the mask off. I lost it too. It fell out on main street and, uh, the girl saw who it was. She stopped real fast. I then fly off the car oh on main street gosh. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. And then she picked me up and we went back, went back to the house, hung out in the basement. It was a really good time. But that's what I did in high school all the time. I dressed up for every Halloween in high school. I loved it. I walked, I, we would trick or treat. We would walk around Seneca. Nice. I, I loved, I loved Halloween so much. And it's crazy to me to now have absolutely no interest in it. Zero interest. It's it's weird. Every once in a while, I'll get a spark where I'm like, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to be the dad that dresses up in something funny, you know? So I want to be the funny guy. But you don't. And yeah. then it gets closer and closer to the time. I'm like, that's stupid. I, I want no part of this anymore. <laughs> and then I just walk around with the parents, you know? And it's fine. It's a good time walking around town. I think it's wonderful that our town has uh, something that is so big. Like, it's so town-wide there are kids everywhere it was really it it was it's it's, fun it's really fun and it like everybody in mazan is great it's it's a real small town atmosphere yeah the town does a wonderful job for halloween honestly it's like a freaking 1950s movie no joke i was thinking that the other night uh when we had halloween so our halloween was me and chris and uh the dude he's been on the podcast quite often and our families were walking around town, and obviously we saw so many people that we know. But our kids were running around together, and we just kind of followed them. And then ended back up at dude's house for hot dogs, chili, uh, and dinner and whatnot. And the kids were looking at their you know, candy and being insane. And we just had a good time. And it 
walking around that town literally feels like you step back in time because it's basically shut down for everyone to either walk or be pulled on trailers or hay racks or riding around in golf carts. It's amazing. It's a really good time. And I'm glad we have something like that because it could be super really community aspect. Yeah, it was great. It's, it's, it was impressive. It made, it made you happy about living here. It does. It really does. Every year, to be honest, I feel that way about our area when we, I don't know why it can't seem to extend outside of Halloween. I don't know either. Doesn't make any sense, but I know it should be that way. Like we should be able to trick or treat for Christmas. There, well, there is. There's caroling. Well, but if you go caroling fun. now, that's not fun. Like if somebody knocked on your door, first of all, who knocks on people's doors at night? Right. Like first of all, I just said first of all like a bunch of times. But if you did that, you told me people would like pull out guns. Yeah, you told me I was a maniac for telling you to come to the front door. Not too long ago. So when we went to see Dune, the day we went to see Dune, you were sitting out in the driveway because the garage was closed, and you just sat there and sent me a picture of yourself sitting in the driveway. In the rain. Uh, yeah, in the rain. I was like, why wouldn't you come to the front door? And you're like, I'm not a maniac. Who goes <laughs> to the front door? You're like, And then you're like, who's out there? Who's going to knock? Why are you here? I'm show up at somebody's front door. Just somebody's. Yep. Just some random man. Just an acquaintance of yours. You do it. You start showing up at people's front doors. I'll knock on your front door. I'll come over and knock on your front door. But you never close your garage, so I don't have to. No. I mean, I don't know which door. My house has like 25 doors. That is true. It makes no sense. I don't know what's your front door either, actually. They're fire exits. I don't even know. I'll find what I consider to be the front door, and I'm going to knock on it. Okay. But no, it was great. It was super fun. Um, see, CJ says, nobody uses front doors. He's 100% right. Nobody uses front door. I have a front door that I just poured a sidewalk to that is just calling for people to Virgin, knock on Virgin it. concrete. Nobody's yeah. stomped a foot on that. Very few people have walked up and down the sidewalk to knock on my front door, and all I want you to do is that. And your, front, your door is all glass, too. Most of it, yeah. Yeah. The majority of it is. I can see you coming. I know who's there. Okay. It's not going to be a surprise to me. Most of the time, especially if like you were coming over, I probably already knew it. Right. Um, I've come over unannounced a couple times. Yeah, but you came to the garage. Yeah. Because you don't go to the front door. Come People to the, don't go to the front I want you doors. to come to the front door so I can usher you in my for, foyer. 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 I don't have much of one, but foyer. There is a place there in front of the front door you could stand. <laughs> yeah, there is. And is to be honest, I want to keep you in that little area so you don't go anywhere else. I don't want you in my kitchen. You just seem to always come walking in the kitchen. Well, there you go. Uh, CJ said that just helps complete the landscaping, the sidewalk that the sidewalk. It's exactly what it's for. It's actually. 100% the only <laughs> reason for it. Because ain't nobody ever going to that door. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. It, but it's a really nice little area. To, we sat out there. We did. We've sat out there on the porch, on the sidewalk, but right there. But you will never front. do that again. Why not? Because you have so a great. back patio now. But now we can extend the party from the back to the front and the front to the back. Ooh. Got what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. Know? All right. Um, we have to do what we're watching in our top 10. So which do we want to do first? 
I don't know. I think we should do uh, our top ten first, and then talk about what we're. We watching. got a bunch of really good what we're watching. We got a complete review of Lock and Key, uh, my review of Squid Game, um, a couple and several, a couple new shows I watched. Yes, and I have one uh, from Netflix that I've watched as well. Okay, so we're gonna do. Ooh, I gotta add one actually. We're gonna do top ten Halloween movies. So right out the gate, this is. This was a very difficult list for me, okay? Because there's two ways to approach this list. It's either movies about, in, and around that take place in and around Halloween mm-hmm. or have Halloween as a subject of some kind in the movie. There's that aspect. Or then there's movies, like scary movies, because Halloween's all horror, about the frights. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. So there's like a horror movie aspect to it. And then there's like the third aspect of um, movies that you would want to watch in and around Halloween to get you in the Halloween. Spirit. Movies that lend themselves to the Halloween spirit. Yeah, that seem like Halloween. So um, I, I have a hard time. I'm obviously both of us, and I'm I'm not a horror movie guy. I'm not really in much either. I have I mean, seen a lot of horror movies, the older ones. I used to be a yes, horror movie. I used guy. to like o- older horror movies, '80s, early '90s horror movies. I still do. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a lot of them in a long time. But I'm not a horror movie aficionado. Anything that's newer, I haven't seen it. No, I have no nothing. interest in seeing it. Anything that's coming out from here on out, I, I no no interest. No. Won't see them. Nothing. Um, the only movie recently that was a horror movie that intrigued me a little bit. There's two of them. Um, a Quiet Place. I do want to see that. I thought A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2 interest me. That yes. looks something like I would watch. I agree. That is considered horror. And then the movie Get Out. I really want to see that. Yeah. Those are the only three movies that I could and tell I you. I kind of want to see that Us as well. Same director, I believe. It is. It's Yeah. Jordan uh, Peele. Peele. Um, yeah. So some of those. And I also would really enjoy sci-fi horror. So I can I would that. more enjoy sci-fi horror than anything else. Yeah, so I'm willing to watch a sci-fi horror monster type movie. Sure. Um, like The Leprechaun. Love that. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. I'm the leprechaun. Mm. Uh, Mandy says Get Out is the worst. So there you go. I've heard some people say I've heard it's people great. Love some it. people say it was terrible. So. so many people have said they love it. So anyway, I went with my own list. This is for me. Hmm. Mo- I did a little blend. Some of them are in and around Halloween. That's why they're on the list. Correct. And some of them are movies that may give me a fright okay. or deal in frightening horror type material mm, that fine. i enjoy okay um so that's kind of what i went with this is not the same list as top 10 horror movies i want to be clear no so i don't want people getting upset about this this is not a horror movie list this is i don't have a lot of horror movies on my list at all i, I would say maybe zero on mine I've went the same route as you. I've went with movies that I've enjoyed around Halloween, and I. But they, some of them are literally based around Halloween. Some of them are just movies that I feel like are great movies to watch during the Halloween season, yes. leading up to it, after it, whatever. And they're they're movies that I I have absolutely enjoyed during that time. Same here. Uh, Chubb says. Katie says. Quiet place is shite. Man, I've heard good things about that. Movie I know. Too, so. I haven't heard people say that it's bad. All right, let's get on with the list. We've talked about it too long. <clears throat> My number ten is a Disney Pixar movie. Oh, okay. Called Coco. 
Oh, El Dia de los Muertos. Yes. Um, the again, Day of the Dead. Yeah, that's not, a good that's, idea. This is not a top 10 horror movie list. I want to be clear on that. So I'm talking about what we just talked about. Yep. Um, Coco is all about the Day of the Dead. It is. Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Um, me and Marley actually kind of get in a bit of a tiff about this earlier because I brought this movie up. She said, that is not a Halloween movie. And I said, well, it is. It's about Day of the Dead. That's like Halloween. Yeah. It's the day after and Halloween. And she goes, no, that's not the same thing as Halloween. I said, I don't think it's the same thing as Halloween, but they're all based on the same thing. Yes. And that would be like an old Christ- or pagan holiday of All Saints Day. Yeah. Or that well, was the All Christian Saints holiday. Day is the day after day to the Day of the Dead. So my sister's birthday is November 1st. That's the Day of the Dead. All Saints Day is November 2nd. And Halloween is... is- all Hallows Eve. It's the Eve, Eve before of, the day, the day of the dead. Yes. It's the 31st. And yeah. I think all of that is based on old pagan holidays before there were Christian holidays. Correct. Um, so Day of the Dead and All Saints Day are clearly Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. But that's based on a fall. Yeah. It's based on the time frame. It, it, but the original holiday would have been a fall, like end of fall going into winter uh, type themed holiday, like the fall solstice. And sure. The death of you know the crops die, it gets cold. It, yeah, that's it's everyone about, dies when winter comes. Yeah. That's really we all die inside. Everyone's depressed, except for me. I love it. It's my favorite. Depressed holiday. and dying. You need to take people take vitamin D. Start taking it now, so you're not sad. That's a good. That's actually good. Just saying. Um. So my number that is. So I I think it is a Halloween movie because I think Halloween Day of the Dead all of that is basically the same holiday. Yeah, I like that. And I never thought about it before that Halloween is All Hallows Eve. It's the Eve. That's what it I is. Know. It's as not soon really as you, a holiday on its own. No, as soon as you said it, I was like, that is the tie-in. Like, that literally is what ties in the Day of the Dead and then All Saints Day. Yeah, so uh, my number 10, Coco. Very good pick. And by the way, we didn't talk about the movie. It's a phenomenal movie. Beautiful. Amazingly beautiful story. Uh, wonderful casting acting visuals music's incredible yeah it is a can't miss movie it not i mean it's to watch with your kids i tell you what it's a great kids movie but it's enjoyable for adults i put that movie off for a while i didn't think i'd really care for it um remember me but uh seed and top show pigs oink oink uh (laughs) that's his number one uh disney movie yes he loves that movie and he's talked about it so much that's what drove me to watch it and once I actually did, um, the just the visual aspect of this movie is so good. Yeah. It just blows you away. I think it's incredible animation. And the story is very good, too. The songs are good. And I think I believe I reviewed it at the time on this podcast. And I said it's it was really refreshing seeing, like, a Mexican story set in Mexico. Yes. That it just felt right. Like, everything felt... Um, it was like based in their heritage, like yeah. what they grew up with, like what they do. It just felt and it, very authentic. It, Whether it is or not, yes. I don't know, but it felt very it authentic. It felt authentic. You're right. And I I didn't even, I don't even think I ranked it in my Disney movies because I hadn't seen it yet when we recorded the podcast. That's, that's true. So I didn't get to put it in my list because I hadn't seen it. And I'm sorry for that, but it is a very good movie. Okay. So your number 10. My number 10, not even close to that type of movie <laughs> okay. whatsoever. And it is a little movie called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, my gosh. I can't stand that movie. 
I think it's what? terrible. I love it. It's really? So I think it's hilarious. Tim Curry is absolutely hilarious. He's Dr. Frankenfurter. It's literally based on Halloween. This is a Halloween type movie. And oh, why are you all blurred? I don't know. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, it's based on Halloween. It's about a, a husband and wife that get stranded and they have to get into a place to stay. And they end up on Dr. Frankenfurter's mansion and it just goes awry i'm not surprised at all that you love that movie but i think it's hilarious not a fan at all that's a it really surprises me meatloaf's in it i love meatloaf he's singing in it i should put meatloaf down on the list i just did a tiktok tiktok with the song time warp you did that i think is amazing by the way (laughs) i think that song's really good by Um, the way check us out uh snarf talk on tiktok snarf talk podcast what is it Snarf? It's uh, Snarf Talk. Snarf Talk. Just Snarf Talk. On TikTok. Um, all right. My number nine is, we're stretching for it, folks. Okay. E.T. Oh, alien gig. Yeah. Huh? Um, it. I think, if I remember correctly, it's based around Halloween. It the is. Kids are dressed it is. up. They yep. dress them up as a ghost. They're they do. eating they dr- candy. Yes. There's trick-or-treating going on. It's towards the end of the movie. So I threw this on the list because... Good call. Um. Kurt Chubb says, Katie wants a Rocky Horror party. They dress up in England and watch it. I'll come to that party. No, you can't. You don't like it. I'll still come to the party. You're the worst. I won't dress up, but that's silly. I'm going to. Um, no, but what I was saying is E.T., um, this is one of those where I'm putting it on the list because it's based around Halloween. I said I was going to mix them up, things I want to watch around yeah. Halloween, things that are kind of spooky, and movies that actually happen around Halloween. E.T. is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie for your kids. Very young Drew Barrymore. Very enjoyable movie to watch. Um, it is number Elliot. nine on my list. I like that I also pick. like the ride at Universal Studios. It's old school. It's very good, it's though. Great. You ride the bike. It's, it's fun. The kids loved it. It's very fun. Um, my number nine is kind of an off-the-wall movie, a little more off-the-wall than even Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a children's movie. Uh, of the 90s and i watched this franchise every single movie this man ever made i was obsessed with them earnest earnest scared stupid i thought about putting my list i loved those earnest movies he is that the one with the troll yes he he releases a troll it's on halloween night it's legit the best of the earnest movies so good yeah it is so good I, I used to i literally watch those anymore i used to watch earnest all the time i had a whole like catalog of Ernest movies and like just shows. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest, yeah, scared stupid. Ernest saves Christmas. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's Ernest. Uh, what a weird joins the army or something, right? Yeah, Ernest P. World, man, he was great. Uh, and no, that is a phenomenal movie. I I, I should have put it on my list. I, I put it as number nine. I didn't want to give it too much. Ernest goes to camp. Yes, Ernest goes to camp. Yeah, That's a good one. Is there Ernest Saves the World or Ernest Saves? I think so. Something like that. Saves the World, maybe. But the, I had like a, I had a video of Ernest that was almost like a documentary type film. How has that where not was, been done recently? A where, Netflix documentary on Ernest. Why, what are these bugs? The last two times we've recorded, you got <laughs> bugs. It's because we're in the cave. Yeah. Off the grid. The Snarf Cave. Yeah. Um, no, but I had this video of. Ernest, where it was like a home video almost where Ernest was videotaping his life and uh 
Vern, you know, I always said, hey, Vern, was cooking hush puppies on the stove. I don't know. This is all I, I remember, like one scene from it specifically. But I used to watch that video all the time. And I don't think it was a movie. I think it was like a, a series. I don't know. Hmm. Um, good pick. Number eight for me is a little movie um, called From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, I uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, again, that's it's not horror. No, um, it's not Halloweeny, but it does. It is eat. Halloweeny, though. Yeah, um, this is where I absolutely fell in love with Robert Rodriguez, and probably where I was introduced to Quentin Tarantino the first time. I think so. Um, Quentin Tarantino wrote the movie. He is also in the movie. Uh, Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, um, Juliet Lewis is in it, and they're about basically two criminals that get attacked by vampires it basically mostly takes place like in one like saloon well it starts from dusk and goes until dawn man and it's i don't know it's just the first thing i saw george clooney's great in it robert rodriguez and quentin tarantino i mean it was the first exposure to that type of film and that became probably a dominant force for a long time in my life and as my favorites when you first see the people that are vampires and like come out as the evil people in this saloon, it blew me away. Because the first time I ever watched it, I had no idea that it was actually like that type of movie. Um, and so I'm watching this movie. I'm like, where is this going? What's happening? And all of a sudden, these people change and their fangs come out. I was like, what? This is a horror movie? <laughs> it was, I, I, I don't know. I was blown away. I thought it was really great. Yeah, I love it. Um not really scary, but it's kind of a supernatural. Uh, it's a little gory camp- movie, campy, campy, but very it's very campy. gory, and it's it's a. It is by far probably one of my lesser Quentin Tarantino favorites, but out of all of his catalog, yes. But would I say that that's what drew me into Quentin Tarantino? Absolutely, absolutely. That, that was it. Selma Hayek. Yes, she yes, she is. She drew me in. Of course, she time. drew me. That's the only reason why I turned it on. <laughs> Your number eight. My number eight is another Tim Burton movie, I believe. I think he did this movie. He might not have. I might have made that up. But it seems like a Tim Tim Burton movie. Um, it's called Edward Scissorhands. Ah, that is definitely Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yes, Johnny Depp's in it. Um, it, it yeah, it has to be Tim it, Burton. It okay. looks like you it. You mentioned this movie earlier. I did. I get it because it's got kind of a dark vibe to it. But isn't if, it a Christmas movie? Doesn't it take place around Christmas? I I don't know. I'm almost 100% sure it does. But if you look at the movie, I mean, the way every character dresses, the way it's filmed, the way it looks, it looks like you're living a Halloween Absolutely. night. Yeah. You know? It's Tim Burton. All of his movies look like that. They do. They Even all look Batman. like that. I've got I've got more on the list. Even Batman so, Returns. Yeah. They Which is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. We've said that for a long time. Yeah. Um I really like Edward Scissorhands. I watched it a lot when I was younger. I think it's a great movie. It's really strange, um, but it's fun. I think heart, it's it's a heartfelt one. Actually. It is a heartfelt movie, but I think it is really great to watch during Halloween. I mean, and if anybody wants a new costume, you won't see an Edward Scissorhands costume. You will. In at, this, you will at Comic Con probably. In this day and age, you won't see it for Halloween. And if you want to stand out, dress your kid as Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, and get a poodle. And chop the poodle's hair all up. Yeah, you'd, you'll win. 
you dress as one of the lawn like uh yes and let your kid cut stuff off of you as you get to houses i love it you win you've won halloween um my number what are we going seven Seven. my number seven is an actual horror movie oh okay it's the shinning the shining yeah the shining uh stephen king love this movie absolutely love first of all i probably read the book before i ever watched the movie okay um which wasn't early like i probably saw it when i was young but didn't really you know get into it or or anything yeah and then i read the book when i was probably in high school you did i've never read it it's a great great book the movie's not super similar to the book stanley kubrick and uh stephen king stephen king got in a big heated argument over that and actually steve uh stanley kubrick like in his own way killed stephen king in that movie yeah um, because there's an accident outside of the hotel or on the way to the hotel, I think big accident on the road and a semi truck flips over on a red Volkswagen Beetle. And at the time I just saw this on the internet, I read an article about it. I don't know why, but I, it literally just came up and Stephen King wrote, drove a Volkswagen Beetle at the time that was red. And after they got angry at each other, he put that in the film as a random scene, just showing that Stephen King got crushed in a, nice well uh the movie is also great uh it doesn't go into the depth that the book does the book is really creepy the movie is definitely creepy i wouldn't call it necessarily scary but it's got a creepy vibe to it it's just unsettling Unsettling. all the time um i just think it's a great one and you you always have it's jack nicholson man yeah it's just he's incredible in his prime yeah um you always have the feeling of something bad's going to happen even when it doesn't like it could be a scene where he's just sitting there writing on a typewriter he's just so creepy so and you're like good. man what's gonna happen here yeah you know it, it is a very good movie so that's my number seven my number seven goes in a little bit different direction it is i mean maybe it can be creepy to people it's supposed to be but it, in a family-friendly type of way um and it is the original adams family Yes. From 1993. I had it on my list. It didn't make my top 10, but I had it down. It made mine. I used to watch it all the time. Even the second one, Adam's Family Values. I would watch that movie all the time, too. I think, uh, who's, uh, what's the lady's name that played Morticia? Uh, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston and Raul something. Raul Julia. Yes, Raul Julia. He passed passed away now. He He was also in uh, Street Fighter. he, He was an unbelievable um gomez gomez yeah they, they both like paired together so well i haven't I think the movie seen went any of the new they rebooted now with animated they, they look funny they, they do look good i haven't seen them either there's one them. in theaters right now the second yeah. one and actually the best costumes i saw this year were from the kilmer family they dressed up as yes wednesday cousin it um but the movies are great i loved those movies i remember what i remember when they came out we rented it from the bazaar market uh, to watch it at home and adam's family values was another one the second one yeah and then wasn't there adam's family jewels or something like that? yeah but they were different characters oh, okay. or different actors played different people and it was it was kind of different um the late 90s took over and it changed things you know um who's who's the guy who played uh fester he was doc brown yeah christopher lloyd christopher lloyd 
Phenomenal. One of the best characters Christopher Lloyd has ever played. And that that might be pulling his career down from what Hollywood would say. But I love him as as, as Uncle Fester. I think it's incredible. I used to have a Nintendo game called Fester's Quest. I have it. You do? Yeah, because it's on that joystick game thing I got. I want to play it. Yeah, I want to come it. over and play that. That's like full nostalgia. I have an Adam's Family game too. I used to hide in the basement. I was in our creepy, gross basement that smelled like mold, and we had a, you know, a click TV. You had to click clunk, click clunk. Yes, to change the dials. But we had a Nintendo hooked up to it, and I would sit in the dark in my basement playing Fester's Quest, which was basically Mario. From what I remember, it was like a side-scrolling game that you hopped and killed spiders and yeah. whatever. It's a terrible game. Is it? Have you played it recently? Um, I don't think it's a good game, but that doesn't mean it wasn't enjoyable when you were a kid. It, it was to I mean, me. I have Super not Mario played Brothers that. is a terrible game. If you play it yeah. now. <laughs> I haven't played that game in literally 30 years, probably, 29 yeah. years. I don't really remember what it was all about. I just remember having it, playing it, and I can remember the image of it on a screen yeah. in my basement. Um, and I also love the Adams Family movie, so that's why it's my number seven. Nice. Uh, my number six is another horror movie. I guess I would call it a horror movie. Um, and it has your boy in it. My boy? Your boy. Oh, I want my boy. Cillian Murphy. Love him. You like that guy? I like uh, that guy a lot. It is a movie by director Danny Boyle, who's gone on to... Oh, yeah, he's very good. Make a lot of big time things. He made Slumdog Millionaire, which is mm-hmm. awesome. The awesome movie. 127 Hours, another really good movie. Um, it is 28 Days Later. It's one of his early movies. It's the zombie. I didn't realize Cillian Murphy was even in that. Rage Zombies, real low budget. I think it's one of his first movies. There's real low budget. It's got to be. Um, in, set in the UK, and it is literally just a nonstop, like zombie, rage zombie. Apocalyptic. Oh yeah, movie. I remember that movie. Um, I always loved that movie. I don't know why. It might have hit me at the right age, but I've always, always loved that movie. It's very good. It is very good. I remember liking it. And they made re- a sequel twenty eight weeks later. Yep, I remember watching both of those on my deployment. Um, excuse me for the first time. Oh, they made twenty eight months later. Too. I, I had never seen. Yeah, I remember twenty eight months coming out, but I never saw it. I saw the first two, and everybody loved them. I mean, it was the beginning of the zombie era. Because zombies, like... It definitely isn't the beginning of the zombie era, but... Well, I mean, of the big screen zombie well, type stuff. All that... I don't, I don't think that was, like, really huge for a while. It became a cult classic when the zombie era took over. I think this was kind of a little over. bit of a reboot. It was big in the 80s and kind of fizzled out early 90s. And this kind of was a big reboot of that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, genre. So, yeah, 28 days later, check it out for sure. Um... My number, what is this, six? Uh, number six. Six, five, four, three, two, one, yeah. Uh, my number six is going back to a family classic. I, You probably won't like this. A lot of people like it. I've always enjoyed it. A lot of women enjoy this. A lot of women in their 30s right now the will, notebook. will tell you this is the greatest Halloween movie of all exactly time. I know exactly we're going to talk about, and it's a movie that I absolutely despise. Go for it. Hocus Pocus. Oh, 
How can you how can you despise these movies? I just movies? don't like that movie. These are nostalgic movies that are great. Never and liked it's it. Based I don't on Halloween. Like Matt, Matt Midler at Bette all. Midler is an absolute treasure in that movie. Sarah Jessica Parker She's good. is wonderful. She's um good. and the other girl. I don't know her name. <laughs> I don't know. She was great too. A I lot think of those dressing sisters, up as that this year. Yes. A lot. It's so more good. than I've ever seen. It's because it's so good. And a second movie's coming out. Hocus Pocus 2, already been signed. Bette They've already Midler's wrote the story. Be dead, right? She's a thousand years old, but she signed on to the movie. She's old. Yeah, well, she's a witch. Oh, that's true. You can live forever. Okay. Apparently, you don't know how magic works. I feel like the other two, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker was young at the time, and I, the other one was kind of younger, she's too. She's in her 60s now, I bet you. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Probably. Um, and the other woman would be around the same age, I would assume. Bette Midler was by far the oldest of the three. Maybe she just looks old. Maybe she's not that old. How old is Bette? I would like to know. Midler. I'm going to say she's 78. Only 75. Oh, darn. So she's not that old. No, not really. How old is Sarah Jessica Parker? Look her up. I want to know. I don't know the other lady's name. Otherwise, I'd tell you to look her up. And I'm, I apologize for that. She's only 56. 56. Well, that's a solid age. That's not old. No, that's wow. So she's literally 19 years younger than Bette Midler. Wow, that's crazy. So if Bette Midler was 40, she would have been what, 29? Makes 21. Sense. Yeah. That's young. Um, I like it. Every, a lot of people like it. Uh, it. A lot of people might think this is criminally low for a Halloween movie because it's based on Halloween. It's a big. Well, I certainly know most people would have it higher, but I won't because I don't like it. Well, I do like it and I have it as number six. I don't like it enough to put it in the top five. Okay. My number five is Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. We'll talk about it. Okay. (laughs) I Uh, agree. We will like that movie. So do we want to skip over it then? Yeah. Okay. That's my number five. Your number five is. My number five is a movie that you absolutely despise, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep, I also do not like that movie. I don't know why you are a terrible man. You're a terrible man. They live in Halloween Town trying to steal Christmas Town. Yeah. That's why it's the nightmare. It's also like Halloween comes before Christmas, the nightmare before Christmas, you know, like obviously plan words. I love it. Jack Skellington's amazing. They sing, they dance. Uh, claymation is fun. I love claymation. Um, do you like Frankenweenie? I, you know, I don't know if I've seen that all the way through, but I do think it's enjoyable from what I do see. Yeah, it's not bad. I think it's pretty good. There was also um, Paranorman. Yeah, but there's another one. Uh, Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride. I haven't seen all of that either. No, I haven't either. There's Coraline, um, as and well. then Coraline's great. I like Coraline. Yeah, a lot. Um. Obviously, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman's book, Coraline. Love it. Uh, Neil Gaiman is not Alan Rickman. Neil Gaiman is not Alan Rickman. (laughs) I know. It's hard. It is hard to understand that. They seem like the same person. (laughs) They really do. Just because the Sandman should be Alan Rickman. (sighs) What a travesty. It is. That he doesn't get to be a part of this. Um, So that's your number five. Nightmare Before Christmas, my number five. Absolutely. Big in Disney. Big in Disney. Huge. Mm-hmm. I also did not know it's it. It's big across the world, Chris. You're the, one of the only people that would say they don't like that movie. I legitimately didn't know it was a thing either until I went to Disney and realized at that point that it's a thing. Yeah. And it's a short movie. It's not very long. Well, thank God for that. 
Um, number. You can't even give a reason as to why you don't like it. Number four. It's, you're sickening. Um, number four. Okay, go ahead. Is, I mean, I will. It's a franchise. I will hone in on one specific one that I happen to like the most. Okay. But it is Alien. Aliens. <sighs> Aliens I, is actually my favorite. I just watched Aliens. I have it on box set. All the it's way great. through the other night. Just uh, the second one. Yeah, it was Sunday Sunday night into Monday morning. I feel like that was such a big step up from the first one. The first one is great, uh, creepy. It's more of a horror movie. The second one's more of a sci-fi movie. This is going to blend in, like bleed into uh, the what I'm watching segment but i did watch that movie the other night because of the show that i had watched prior to this um well what a great movie great movie great franchise james cameron sigourney weaver um sigourney weaver is just a gem yeah she is she's great and then newt who doesn't love newt it's uh it is and i don't know it's not really halloweeny but i would consider it horror sci-fi horror absolutely i mean it definitely is that it is definitely sci-fi horror and i would say it fits very well with halloween i i want to dress up as a xenomorph i want to watch that movie right now the queen i do too i was just thinking about like i want to watch that movie again (laughs) i want to go home and do that uh number four for you uh my number four is a movie i don't know i don't know if you've ever heard of it i don't know if you've ever seen it I haven't really talked about it ever on this podcast, but it is a movie that I love. And it's a movie that gets a great score on IMDb. It's 8 out of 10. But it's a little film called Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. I know it very well. Do you? I don't. I, we've never discussed it. Uh, I was. Jake Gyllenhaal. Obsessed, <laughs> like everybody our age was, yes. with Donnie Darko at that point in your life, like late teens, early, whenever it came out. 2001. Yeah. It came out in 2001. I didn't see this until about the 2005, six time frame. All I see is a familiar faces, worn out places, places. worn out places. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Donnie amazing. Darko is creepy. Jake Gyllenhaal gets in like an accident. He starts having visions of this this grown up rabbit man that makes him do bad things and do like crimes and stuff. It's also one that like has so many interpretations. Yeah, huge cult following. You can interpret it like a lot of different. Like they made a sequel too. They did. I didn't know. Yeah, it was, it was a about sequel. his sister. Um, it's a crazy movie. It is absolutely crazy. They consider it a psychedelic thriller. Um, but it is also based on Christmas or not Christmas, Halloween. It's based on Halloween. This is technically a Halloween movie. Yeah, 2009 they made a movie just called Darko. I remember that. Yep. Um so this is technically a Halloween movie. It's based on Halloween and I've always liked it. Um, I've watched it a lot. Jake Gyllenhaal does a phenomenal job. I think he does wonderful acting in this movie because he's like so torn. It is a movie that would be specifically enjoyed by people in their late teens. This is a very angsty movie. It is angsty. I'll have to go back and watch it again. I haven't seen it in a long time, but the the little rat, the rabbit guy is creepy. And uh, Mandy said, I've never even heard of this. I'm not sure what she's talking about. Oh, I'm sorry, Mandy. You're going to need She's to watch it. She's never heard of Donnie Darko? 
I didn't know if you'd ever seen it. I didn't know if a lot of people saw this movie. I didn't know there was people who hadn't seen Donnie Darko. Really? interesting. Yeah. Almost everyone I know besides you would never watch this movie. Really? Everyone in my life that I know. It's very trippy. It came out at the same time as like a a lot of trippy movies like um, Train Spotting. uh, (laughs) Sorry. Hang on. CJ Parker had said earlier, dress as Edward 40. (laughs) Yes. I just saw that. Sorry. Anyway, uh, Manny said no. I'm gonna watch. I'm going to watch it. Came out the same time as a lot of those trippy movies like um, Memento. Yeah. Um, same time as a movie called Scanner Darkly. A Scanner Darkly with yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Um, Train Spotting was a little before that, but those types of movies were big then. American Beauty. Yes. Um, American Beauty came out. Those the same real time. angsty like they were. It was like a artistic, pissed off area. Yeah. Era. It, it really was. That was the big thing, and I was very into that. Oh yeah. I was much younger than you, so I was only about four um, when these came out. <laughs> okay, no, that was my freshman year of high school, actually. But I again, I hadn't seen it at that point. I saw it later when I was a senior and out of high school. But very good movie. That is my number four. My number three is something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Mustin makes me feel. You good. yelled at me for saying Ghostbusters earlier. Well, that was earlier when I didn't know how to approach this list. Uh, I was like, they gotta be Halloween movies. Ghostbusters isn't a Halloween movie, and it's not. It's a no, it's not. But it's sci-fi comedy. Yeah, but it's about paranormal things. Yeah, think about it around Halloween times. Yeah. of course it fits in. It perfectly. fits for me, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Obviously, yeah, um, I love both of them. I ended up taking it off my list, which was silly, but yeah. So I'm leaving it on because I agree. You know, I think it, especially for kids, has the right amount of comedy and horror. It does, um, and there is some stuff obviously that kids won't get or is inappropriate for kids, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that as was the age in the '80s. It was, uh, which I'm just coming to find out. Yeah, like going back to watch. Yeah, go a back lot and watch Stripes. I know. Going we back to watch that movie as kids, big time. Going back to watch any of these movies uh, with the boys around, or Grady especially, because he's the one who's kind of like more of the uh, cinemaphile, I'll yeah. call him, as a child, where he wants to watch movies with me. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, I don't know if you're going to get that. I don't know if you should have heard it. Yeah. But it was there, and it blows me away every time that how, like, underground dirty they are yeah for sure <laughs> um so i mean again it, it's just it's hard to get better i agree i took my i took it off my list for some reason i don't even know why i started i, I recreated this list about six times uh, but anyway uh my number three is a movie you've already talked about and it is beetlejuice beetlejuice oh, beetlejuice yeah yeah I've always been obsessed with Beetlejuice. When he, I think it's one of Michael Keaton's greatest movies of all time. I mean, he was in um, some pretty good movies like Jackie Brown. Multiplicity. It's great. Multiplicity is such a good movie. Jack Frost. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, not yeah. Jack Frost. Birdman. Birdman. I love that movie. Uh, but Beetlejuice, anyway. Anyway, yes, Beetlejuice. It is a classic, absolutely. It's an absolute classic. I love it. I, it. Again, if you look at a movie... The way it's filmed, the way it looks, the way the people dress, it looks like Halloween playing out day in and day out to me. That's the way it is. It 
if you don't, if you can't enjoy this movie around Halloween, you can't enjoy it ever. It's a Halloween movie. Uh, Michael Keaton's incredible, and I absolutely love the scene where they stand around the table and they're singing the song. Um, Daylight, come and me one go home. And of course, you got the uh, the veiled Dune reference, the giant sandworm. Yes, the sandworm where it's like sandworms. You hate them, right? Yeah, love scary it. for kids. Definitely. Um, it can be, yes. Very scary for kids. But I, we all watched it. I watched kids. it forever. I watched the cartoon. Listen, it was a kid's movie. The cartoon was after that, and the cartoon was amazing. And it was on Fox. Yeah. It was on Saturday morning cartoons, and I loved it. I would watch that all the time. Beetlejuice is incredible. It'll be a mainstay in my life forever. I had to put it up there. Um, and the old Six Gun McGee's in it. <laughs> what? Eric Bodwin. <laughs> yikes a little too soon but that's true um he killed a woman yeah i know that's not funny no Uh, the rock by the way pledged today that he will no longer be using guns in any of his movies really real guns he can use prop guns like fake guns but he will not use real guns all of the prop guns were real guns yeah but now he wants like fake fake guns ones that won't fire can't they cgi it they just have to take the barrel out completely. Yeah, I don't understand. Like it's not that hard. No, or it's not hard at all. Pin out or something. Well, absolutely, you could take the firing. But pin you've out. seen shows like low budget shows where they have fake gunfire, and it looks bad. Well, you you literally said though, low budget shows. Yeah, for sure. If you're talking about movies that Alec Baldwin's in, The Rock's in, I guarantee you they have a budget to make that look good. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Beetlejuice, watch it. Love, Love it. it. Enjoy it. Day. I think they're making a sequel too, right? Say day. With say Michael day. Keaton? They are? I believe so, yeah. Oh, what I wanted to say Gina is... Davis. Yeah, G- Gina Davis is in it. Catherine um, O'Hara. What I wanted to say is that the majority of Michael Keaton's lines were all ad-libbed. I've, I've he didn't that. have a script. So he just created what he said. Uh, I think Beetlejuice 2 is coming out, yes. Uh, potentially well that will potentially be in my top five next year (laughs) for the years to come um okay my number two is number two is a franchise as well um okay it is evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness yeah Um, i've talked about these movies a lot i'm a huge huge fan of um sam raimi Mm -hmm. uh, bruce campbell the whole horror camp comedy dealings. My favorite of them is Army of Darkness. That is decidedly most people's least favorite of them. It is my favorite, though, because it is the most fantastical and involves going back into medieval times and fighting demons. Um, but if you haven't watched the Evil Den movies, um, and you can enjoy camp. Oh, yeah. We have to put it that way. These aren't like... They made a new Very one. Very campy. And like recently like in the last 10 years i never saw it it wasn't written or directed by sam raimi no but there was the show too and then there was ash versus the evil dead yeah you watched that i did start watching it um never really finished through on it i don't know why Hmm. i loved army of darkness so much though i wanted to name jet ash ash but i couldn't because we had another kid named cash i didn't want to have cash and ash wow you failed there you should have 
been planning that. Yeah, but his name in the show is it's Ashley, right? It's Ashley. Yeah, it's Ashley. It's not Asher. It's Ashley. No, it's Ashley. Um, it's just the perfect mix of gore. It's not scary. It's no gore comedy. That kind of thing. Yes, it's fun. Um, it is fun, fun, fun stuff. All right. Obviously, I'm into the zombie stuff. You are a zombie guy. I am. Because I really wanted to put Zombieland on my list, too. You're, uh, I love that movie. Mandy said, agree, Beetlejuice is the bomb. Yeah. She also said, I had my kids take a picture with the Ghostbuster car at Trunk or Treat and told the guy the only reason I took the pick was to send to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another great Halloween costume. I, I'm, I like, I'm pretty sure I was a... Ghostbuster one here for Halloween because I had. The oh yeah, I'm back. sure you were. I could I could have told you that. <laughs> I didn't even know, and I could have told you that. I had all the toys, loved it. But uh, Evil Dead, good stuff. Comics too, long running comic series. <laughs> they do have a lot of comics. That is true. Um, my number two is a classic. It's kind of on the nose for a Halloween movie, and <sighs> Halloween Town. No, it's Halloween. Oh. It's a, the only horror movie, like the real horror movie that I had on my list. And I thought about it long and hard. I feel like it needs this. I feel like it needs to be on the list. You know, it's funny. Up I'm, towards the top. I'm not a big horror fan, but I actually I like the Halloween movies. I like the Halloween movies as well. Yeah. The movies that I've seen, I love. I've only seen like the first couple. I haven't seen like Halloween H2O. I did see. I heard that was pretty good, though. I did see like, uh, you know, Jason versus Michael Myers. I can't remember what that movie was called. Halloween. Maybe that was Halloween. No, no, actually. no, no. It was Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. That's right. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Okay, I'm also a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I am too. I am kind of too. Uh, and I, those are really the only horror movies that I grew up watching and and saw a lot of, and I kind of enjoy. But the I'm putting it as the original Halloween. Yeah. The first one, that's what I'm putting as my number two. Uh, that's what set it off. I love Jamie Lee Curtis um, in these movies especially. I, you know what I, my favorite thing she does is? Scream. The Activia commercials. Activia, yeah. I love hearing Jamie Lee Curtis talk about her You got to get it going, man, yeah. especially when you're older. Women, Regularity, yeah. Women, when they're older, you got to stay regular, you know, and Activia will do that for you. And she's made a shitload of money <laughs> off activia but she's also made a buttload of money off of halloween yeah. and she continues because apparently there's another movie out called halloween kills yeah and uh michael myers is still alive and never dies. whatever but original talk about it he's evil incarnate right original halloween is a classic i think people should watch it especially around halloween um Wait till your kids are older. Obviously, it has murder, <laughs> but uh, it has murder, a lot of murder, mayhem, a lot of murder, a lot it's, of. It's freaky. It's one of the actual scarier ones. It is, and it's a lot of them aren't scary. Like it's like Freddy s- movies are jump scares, but they're not really scary. It's like subtly scary. It's uh, uncomfortable scary because you don't know where he is. You don't know where he's going to pop out of. He's a dude in a mask in a. Uh, What's that guy's name that just uh Michael or uh Shatner um William Shatner. It's his mask. Did you know that? I did not know. Yeah, so they made that mask for him. It's a blank mask that they made on Star Trek. So they needed a blank of his face so that they could put 
uh, skin over top of his for one of his episodes. He talks about it a lot, but they literally put skin over top of his face so that he could rip it off in a in a one of the episodes, and that's like the blank for it. And it, I don't know, it apparently was made in, in a Halloween store or in a costume store. And for that movie, they originally had a mask that they didn't like, so the director sent a guy out and said, go get a different mask. So he just ran to a, a costume shop, grabbed that mask, came back, and they used it, and they're like, this is the one. So it's literally like a F- William Shatner's face. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Mandy said, speaking of zombies, have you seen the TV show Santa Clarita Diet? I've heard of it, but I did not know that had to do do with zombies. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes. Isn't Drew Barrymore in that? Um, yes, and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Timothy Elephant. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of his and hers, but I couldn't get it in the show. I didn't keep watching it. Wait, didn't are they zombies? There's eating of people going on i don't know i kind of want to watch it you should everybody i've heard good things uh she also said i buy activia because jlc suggests it and she's amazing she is amazing it tastes good too. it keeps you regular mandy okay <laughs> and you need that you're getting older yeah sorry to say that i know you're gonna be mad about that but it's true you're getting older you need to stay regular you know keep your poops flowing jlc says so jlc for life uh number one your number one my number one is not one you're ever gonna guess ever mine's not going to either and uh we return to the zombie world for a movie world war z no directed by edgar wright written by simon Pegg. oh sean of the dead sean of the dead is your number one yeah absolutely love wow love that movie love all of their movies they're great Um, they are great and both Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are some of my favorite actors in everything they're in. Um, Nick Frost has a great new show on Amazon um, that I've talked about on the yeah, show. Yeah, they do. I can't even remember what it's called now, but it's like a, he's like a paranormal investigator. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't get renewed. But that's too bad. Sean and that dad was the first, my first exposure to that world. They're like a little microverse, right? You're they right. Made their movies. It was like Kevin Smith was doing his thing. They were doing their thing. Quentin Tarantino was doing his thing. They're like these little mini pocket universes. You're right. Yeah. That That's a really good way of describing it because they are their own thing. Something nobody else is doing. It's shot in a certain way. The characters are, are always like relatively the same, but in different movies, it's it's good and it's a I comedy. Like um, Hot fuzz. Obviously, it's a um, a parody, I guess, of Dawn of the Dead, the George Romero. It is, uh, but it's nothing like that at all. It's a straight comedy. It is action, so fun, but gets really dark at times. It can. for sure. And Hot Fuzz is the same way. I love that movie. Yep, because it takes a weird dark turn. Yes, um, definitely recommend. I don't know if it should be number one or not, but I'm thinking of kind of scary movies that i actually enjoy watching and that's one of them so i love it um mine's not my number one is not scary at all okay but i halloween town no no it is it does have to do with halloween it's set on halloween um after doing a little bit of research is when i figured that out and it was kind of like duh yeah that's like the premise of the movie um and it's the crow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to have that on your list. No, you didn't. Yeah, because I did some research and I realized I didn't know it was set on Halloween either. They were going to get married 
Eric and his wife or his fiance were going to get married on Halloween. She ends up getting killed the day before, uh, and he gets killed on Halloween. I have proof that I actually did think of it. It's on my list. Damn it. <laughs> how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know how then, you do And that. then when I saw it, I'm like, Jerry's going to have that as a I'm not that predictable, am I? Well, I just know you love that movie. I do. I absolutely love this movie. And then once I started looking into movies and I stumbled on it, I didn't think of it right away. I kind of stumbled on it. It was actually on that Wikipedia list of movies that are based on Halloween. And I was like, yeah, well, I got to put this on my list. So I just put it down at the bottom and I ranked it later. Um, I have to put it as my number one. I love it so much. I could watch this movie every day. I love the story. I love the anti-hero aspect of the crow. Yep. Him coming back to life with a little sidekick girl that loved uh, his fiance. Like spawn type story or a little tamed down spawn tamed down, story. Yeah. You're right. I love the flashbacks of seeing them together and him having to go through all this pain, but he's doing it for like a, a vengeance purpose, you know? And I love crows for some reason. I think crows as birds are really cool because they're super smart. Um, I don't know. I absolutely love it. The bad guy was one of the bad guys also in Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves with uh, Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. He was um, the sheriff of Nottingham's like right-hand man on the horse, and he sword-fought Kevin Costner and gets killed. But uh, Spoiler. I mean, that's not really a spoiler, but uh, he's the bad guy, and he was like a bad guy in a lot of 90s movies. He's got long hair. I don't know. I love it. Nice. R.I.P. Uh, Brandon Lee. Yeah. Who would have thought that those would be our lists? I I didn't. They're all I think the this place. is a great list. I love this. I think it's cool, too, because it isn't a straight genre. Like, it makes us make a real list. Yeah, of movies. I think this is what we, we need to do. we can recommend around Halloween time to watch, and I think that it has a lot of different options for different types of viewers. And I think this is what we need to do. Yeah. We need to pick certain like points in the year and say, hey, these are movies we love to watch around this time. Yeah. Like for spring. That are around summer. a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you go to the beach. Love beach movies. You know? Beach movies is a good idea. Love beach movies. Uh, what's a beach? What's a good beach movie? Uh, Jaws. Jaws. I mean, so this was a tough one for me because <laughs> if you're doing like in, on a horror list. On a horror, straight horror. You know, I'm going to have a Jaws on there. Yeah. If you have, but you know, on a Halloween list, it doesn't feel right because it's based in the summer. You can't, you can't shore, put Jaws on a, on a Halloween list. No. It doesn't feel like Halloween. It feels like summer. It does. It absolutely feels like summer. You know why? Because it's based in the summertime. Yeah. With sharks on a beach. Yeah. In what? New Jersey? Or is it Carolina? Connecticut? I don't know. Somewhere on the East Coast. Yeah. I should Rhode Island. should definitely know that. <laughs> I think it's Rhode Island. Uh, Delaware? Delaware? Are there Hi. any beaches in Delaware? We're in Delaware. Yeah, Del- there's beaches in Delaware. Yeah, right? it butts up to the ocean. I don't know. I don't know you. So either. that's our number. Uh, our list. My number one was Shaun of the Dead. That and is yours was the Crow. The weird. Crow. That is so weird. It is, isn't it? Yes. It's so weird. But this is a great list. Uh, if you haven't ever seen any of these movies, watch them. Get in there. Watch some movies, man. I love watching movies. I think it's the greatest thing of all don't time. Don't do it enough. 
Get no, sucked into I don't these either. Shows. But... Speaking of shows, where are we at on time? We are at an hour and 43 minutes, and we have to talk about shows now. Okay. We're not going to be able to talk about all of them um, because we don't have enough time. So you want to hold back on Lock and Key? Because that might I be think a, we should. a longer one. We both finished watching Lock and Key. We'll give you another week to catch up yeah, on it. Yeah, season two. Definitely watch it. It's worth watching. Start at it's season one and watch it through. Binge-worthy. I, I finished this show really fast. Yeah, me too. Um, and Marley as well. Oh, Actually, really? Yeah, she wanted to watch it more than me. So check it out, and we're going to do our review on that next week. Yeah, I agree. I got two quick ones that I watched. Me and too. And then I want to do a review, uh, my review of Squid Game. Okay. Real quick, I don't want to talk about it too much because I just started it, but there's a, a show on Hulu that just striked my interest because it's called Champagne, Illinois. Oh. Or Champagne, Ill, like Champagne, comma, I-L-L. Yeah. And uh, it is set in champagne it should be um kind of it is about these two three friends two of them and they grew up in champagne and went to university of illinois of course and one of them becomes a famous like world famous mega superstar rapper oh and the other two basically put their lives completely on hold whatever they wanted to do to be like part of his entourage and so it starts there when they're like just graduating and then it picks up like 20 years in the future and they're just living this like complete rock star life. I'm talking like famous rapper, like Jay Z, like yeah, I, yeah, big time, wild. Um, and I mean, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the first episode and the trailer. Their friend, this rapper, dies like suddenly in the first episode. And oh my gosh, they like quickly realize that they have nothing. nothing. Like they, everything was mooched off of. But they, they have no. They've lived so long in this rapper lifestyle of excess that they don't even know how like the real world works. And now they're forced to move back to Champagne to their hometowns and like pick up the pieces. That sounds fun. And it's a comedy, and you recognize the main actor in it. He was not. He was in. Let me see what his name is. He has been in a ton of stuff. Um, his name is, is it Adam Pauly? Yeah, Adam Pauly. He was in Sonic the Hedgehog. He was the, dep- not the cop, but the other cop. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the younger guy. Yeah, and he was in a show that was really big. Happy Endings. He was in Happy Endings, this show. I don't know that. Anyway, you'd recognize him if you saw him. I I liked it. I watched like three episodes. I thought it was really funny, for sure. I'm definitely going to keep watching it, not just because it was based in Champaign, Illinois, where I lived. It has a special place in my heart. Yeah. and But it is also, I think, a pretty funny Very show. Very good. Yeah. So that's on Hulu. Check that out. Cool. Uh, I have one I, I watched just the other night. It was like very quick just to watch something to fall asleep, basically. I went to work all night. I got home at like 3 in the morning, and I couldn't go to sleep, so I wanted to put something on. And I turned on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Love it. And Jim Carrey was an episode. I hadn't seen any of these newer episodes. Jim Carrey was on there. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon had a two-part episode, and then the fourth one, the fourth episode was Alec Baldwin. And uh, but Jimmy Jim Carrey's episode was amazing. Just 
I like listening to that guy talk for some reason. Every episode of that show is good. But yeah, that's what I was finding is it's, that every episode that came up, pleasant. they're short. They're 17, 18 minutes long. Very pleasant. Down to earth. Like very down to very earth. Very down to earth. Obviously, it's structured and, um, you know, like one of them with Jimmy Fallon, they went out on a boat. Like he took a Jeep out or a, a Land Rover that jerry seinfeld had restored with a trailer and a boston whaler on the back uh the very first edition boston whaler that he loved so he took that out and you know put it into a lake wherever they were at and you could see the cars around them blocking traffic and then afterwards after they got out of the lake and back into the car you could see the the land rover behind him pulling the jeep with a different cars in this like big entourage filming them you know as they drove around so obviously it's very produced it's not like just them driving around on open roads there are some times that they're doing that but it's rare anyway the substance of the show is great it's like a, just a regular conversation about the comedic world and what they are doing i don't know it just it feels very lighthearted and pretty genuine when you when you watch them i think it's surprising because you really could see like i don't know jerry seinfeld is just he's really good in it it's just a really good show i honestly believe jerry seinfeld is so much more of a normal human being than anyone could ever understand and maybe not but from maybe it's just very good acting but from what i've seen of him in public and different things where he's just acted very normal like there's a video of him uh being interviewed and kesha the rapper or artist or whatever comes up to give him a hug and he like puts his hands up he's like no thank you and she's like oh i'm just such a huge fan can i give you a hug he's like no 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 thank you he just like walks away from her and she ends up leaving running away and he's like who who was that what, what was that right isn't that like so much of a normal reaction, I think, to yeah. somebody that runs up to you, even though you're literally a Hollywood elite? I looked up his net worth, and he's got three hundred and ninety or $892 million. Yeah, I was going to say he's got to be a billionaire by now. He's not yet, but he's only $200 million away. And then you think about that. You've got Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Carrey sitting in the same car. And I looked up Jim Carrey's net worth, and he was at $888 million. I'm surprised it's that high for him. He's eight hundred, or I'm not saying one hundred and eighty-eight million. Yeah, it's not even close. Jerry Seinfeld no. owns Seinfeld. I know. So you, it's eight hundred and some million dollars and one hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. And I was like, whoa! Like, I know Jim Carrey's a big star and he's got all the money in the world. That is a huge gap. But it's about production, right? So Seinfeld a is huge a huge gap, billions of dollars show. It's he, made billions and billions of dollars. And it's split between him and Larry David. Well, I'm sure there's other people too. I mean, but I think, I think honestly, it's that franchise was worth it one because it's on, it's merchandising to products. I think that at one time that was like a, when, with syndication and Netflix deal, I think it was like a $4 billion show or something. And it was an incredible contract that Jerry had made. Yeah. Um, so anyway. It's got to be his name. Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Great, great show. Jerry Seinfeld. All right. I have one more, and then I want to do Squid Game. Do I have time? I have one more as well. Oh, crap. That I have to talk about. I have to talk about this one. We've, we've got time. Go. Okay. We've got 10 minutes. I have to talk about this documentary that was on Netflix called Stars in the Sky, A Hunting Story. 
I haven't it's a, seen this. Steve Rinella's new documentary. I got to watch it. It is nothing like Meat Eater. It is a narrated uh, documentary. I think it's an hour long about 100% narrated by Steve Rinella, and he's the main person in Love it. Love that guy. And it's about hunting, just in general, just hunting. The controversy, what it means, what it means to him, what it means to people, but also addressing the controversial aspects. Sure. And... And like, bringing to light like, and giving the answers for those yeah, people, yeah, because it's an educational thing, but it's also like a passion thing. Um, it, you know, I love that. It's very well done. Steve Rinella is so he's very, very smart. He's very intelligent, and he has a way with words that is incredible. He's like the Anthony Bourdain of a hunting world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just, he, the way he writes things. It and, was. And speaks. It's, it was. It was so good. And I'm not like a big hunter. I'm like a, not a big hunting person. Um, I do enjoy it, but I, it's not like a huge pastime of mine. I'm not a passionate about it. Yeah. Um, but it's so cool to see people that are so passionate about something give a such a well done and and Joe Rogan's in it. Um, good. It's really good. You would obviously love it. I would it. absolutely um, love that. I need to watch that. I, I didn't even know it was a thing. I like I like Meat Eater, but I enjoyed this on a different level. Yeah. I literally just bought a brand new uh, ground line today. It's a Rhino 180. You can see through it. Like, you get into this ground line, and you can see through the entire wall of it. Like it's, But then on the outside, you can't see back into it. It's amazing. Hmm. Just bought it today. Well, anyway, uh, Manny just said, sounds like Greg and I should watch that. I think she's talking about the hunting thing. I think so. Um, you should, definitely. Um, so mine, real quick, that I'll... I'll buzz through really fast is a show on netflix as well called uh the movies that made us i had ignored that for a long time and then i just randomly saw a list of movies that they talked about i clicked on it and saw the episode lists and there was a lot of movies on there that were based around halloween movies um that i was like i want to know about the behind the scenes of this one of them was nightmare nightmare before christmas that's why i knew all of that stuff about how it was made uh halloween um aliens was another one and i and honestly i watched one about elf too and yeah. uh how they made elf and they are so interesting they do back to the future they do a bunch of other stuff they're put together weird it seems like a youtube video almost yeah. i don't enjoy that aspect of it where they have like the pop-up graphics and stuff and the way it's narrated is kind of weird but when you get the actual interview with the people that are working on the films and and you and you get the story of what happened on these films and how they were actually made, it's enjoyable. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I've and, seen uh, most of them. I enjoyed them as well. They also had another series by the same company called uh, The Toys That Made Us. Yes. And I actually liked that one better even. I thought it was better for some reason. Okay. But... They're both. I, I just love movies so much yeah. that it caught my attention, and then that's where I saw Aliens, and they were talking about. So I watched that's the whole episode, one yeah. about Aliens, and I was like, "This is amazing!" So I immediately stopped that. I ended up staying up until like two in the morning, from Sunday to Monday, watching Aliens because I had watched how it was made, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I wanted to watch the whole movie from start to it's finish. So hard. The beginning of Aliens is so dated. Yeah, it's it, like crazy the production value is so low it is but, but i love the movie i mean the movie is incredible i'm just talking right at the beginning you forget about it immediately once the story kicks off sure but yeah 
Yes, it is very dated because of the way they act. Like it's just act so, it's from the seventies. You know, it's just no. That's an eighties movie. The first one, I think, is the late seventies. The first one, but Aliens. Oh, Aliens. Yeah, it's way higher production value. I'm talking yeah. about if you go back and watch Alien. The oh, first one. okay. No, I'm talking about Aliens because that's what this episode was about. And that's what I went back and watched. And, yeah, it's way, way bumped up because it's like 1986, I thought. Yeah, it, it was a ways after. Yeah. Anyway, very good. Uh, the movies that made us, if you're interested in that stuff, go look at some episodes. It's very fun. All right. Um, five minutes. Five go. minutes. I will do a review of Squid Game. I finally finished it. We talked about it last week. I had watched like three up, three or four episodes, and I wasn't kind of digging it too much. Um, you told me I wasn't going to finish it. I didn't think you would. But I felt the need to, and it wasn't that many. I think it was nine or ten episodes. I think it was ten episodes. Um, so right out the gate, this is the biggest Netflix show of all time. It's all anybody's been talking about, right? And so I will say the biggest Netflix show of all time. I believe so. Yeah. It's insane. Um, can I recommend it? I cannot necessarily recommend it. There's some caveats to my little short review that I'll do here. The acting is horrendous, right? The acting is really bad, way over the top. The dubbing is, while you totally kind of forget about it after a while, mm-hmm. that fades. Like the first couple episodes, it's hard to deal with, but you get over it and it's totally fine. Okay, after a while, you don't even really notice. Um, but it is, it does take away a little bit. And I will say, on top of the characters, uh, the acting being really bad, like the actual dialogue and the plot are not well done. Like it feels like a B movie. Right. Yeah. It feels really much like it was not a well fleshed out. Uh, maybe some gets lost in translation, and that's very possible. It's yeah, that would be very possible. But uh, honestly, from what I've seen from like trailers and little snippets, that's kind of how I felt to begin with. I was yeah. like, I don't feel like this is very well done. So it feels like that kind of a B movie. It it kind of straddles a weird line between almost feeling like a reality show. But it's not. I mean, it's definitely a narrative-focused movie, and it has subplots that run outside of the actual main game that they're playing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did I eventually want to continue watching it after I got kind of sucked in a little bit? Yeah, I did. So, and you will. Like, there's enough there. It is There's enough there that you just need to see it play out. It, it is interesting. It's an interesting story. It is it's an interesting premise. It's an it's, interesting premise, but it's... The story probably isn't that great. The premise is is what keeps you in. The story's good. The premise is interesting, and it makes you want to keep watching it in the way that you want to keep watching a reality show or something like Survivor or something like that. Sure. It's got enough of those aspects, enough of those things that kind of keep leading you along. Um, ultimately, is the payoff worth at the end? I mean, I don't know. Not really, but it is... It straddles that line of that uh, reality show aspect and then also like the graphic, gory violence aspect. So like it's definitely got that in spades. I mean, yeah. it's got shock value for a lot. Mandy says the ending was so bad. I agree. I would agree with that. So, I mean, I overall, like, I don't think it was very good at all. Like, I don't, it's way overhyped. Um, like I said, the plot's a mess. The acting is terrible. Man, that's that's annoying to me. Why why are these shows becoming the biggest shows on platforms? But both of those things would lead me normally to be like, it's trash. 
right? But it's not like it's got enough, right? To make Does you it? keep when going you're... through it. Uh, Boy, you're not you're not pushing a. Like I think a that hard it's bargain here. worth watching if you're the kind of person that's like, okay, this is what's big in the cultural zeitgeist right now, and I want to kind of keep up with that a little bit. And I want to see... Don't you think that's what is making, like, propelling this into the tier that it's in? Like, yeah. Yes. Like, people... One person got a hold of it that might have some clout on social media and said, everybody needs to watch this. And then it kind of blew up from there. I mean, I think that it's probably generating a lot of overseas viewership, Asian it's viewership. Got, it's got you know, to. It's big. Um, is this a Netflix produced show? It is. It's kind of got an interesting story. The guy that wrote it was literally broke living at his mom's house. He sold his laptop to because he had no money. Hmm. And he had written this script. And he somehow got to the right chain to get this script sold to Squid or to Netflix and get it made. The deal he made was terrible. He still basically has no money. Oh my god! Now gosh. he they're, they're talking about a season two. They will do it. Um, he'll make a bunch of money on that. The production value to this is mediocre, but it doesn't need a lot of production value. It it's not that over the top. Right. There's not much to it, right? It's it it's a weird kind of uh it's a weird vibe and I, I can't say that it's good, but I can't say that it's not worth watching. Weird. You that's know a, I mean? that's a weird thing I to say. I kinda want you to watch it just so we can talk about it maybe a little bit, but okay. it's not even like it's a tr- intriguing to the point where like I want you to to watch it so we can like... talk about and discuss these like deep theories. Like, no, it's not deep. So is it dubbed or or is there uh, closed captioning? I think you can do either. I did the dubbed. I would probably recommend the dubbed. I don't think I should read it all. I don't think you're necessarily going to want to read it all. Okay. Um, so I, I thought it was fun and interesting to see, like, oh, what's the next game going to be that they're going to have to be playing? And there is a couple episodes in there that are actually pretty good. Like pretty intriguing, yeah. Stuff there's. I mean, I'm not going to give it away. Okay, I I am. I might watch it. I might get into it and watch it. Mandy because... says, "I agree. You want to keep watching it like you would a reality show, and it's super annoying how over hyped it got because of how not good overall it is. I would say it's not worth watching. I feel pretty much exactly the same way as she's she just said that. Well, um, that doesn't make me want to watch it. Though. I don't think it's you, worth watching. Like, if there's a bunch of other things to watch, like it's not. Don't put it on the top of your list. I'm not talking to anybody and everybody in the world not right now. I'm talking to you. I think maybe you should watch it. Okay. Uh, can I recommend it to any viewer? No. I'll start it. I'm not guaranteeing. I'm well, gonna finish I'm gonna it by what, any it, means. It takes like four or five episodes to get to anything resembling interesting. Jeez, that's a lot. I would say by the fifth episode. It's like five hours of my time that I got to spend watching something I don't really care about. There, I how did you get through that? By the fifth episode, I just didn't watch. I didn't binge it. I watched like an episode here, an episode there. Okay, I would say by the fifth episode, there's enough to pull you on because you want to see them compete in these games. Yeah, so that's the reality show kind of aspect. There is whole other subplots behind that. Sure, I get what's going on behind the scenes of this game, and that part is. It could have been really interesting if it was well done or well written. It, it wasn't. just wasn't. Yeah. You know, but maybe ish. Okay. We'll see where it goes. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. Yeah. So that's all I got. Squid game. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, listening this week. Um, you got anything else? Like- yeah, no. Sorry we had a shitty start. We're going to try and not do that again next time. I will say, um, as of right now, everything that we have is changed. We've rebranded We've everything. rebranded. We are snarftalk.com, at snarftalk on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, patreon.com slash snarftalk. Yep. We're on Twitch, snarftalk on Twitch. Um, the only thing that hasn't changed yet is YouTube. We somehow, I totally screwed that up. So now you just have to search YouTube for Snarf Talk Podcast. There's no direct link to us. There yeah. will be, though. There will be, yeah. Um, yeah, everything changed. Snarf Talk instead of Snarf Comics. It was Snarf Comics before. It is Snarf yeah, Talk. We are being woefully inadequate at the comics, although I think we will pick up the pace on that. Uh, it, yes, it's coming up. Uh, C2E2 is coming up. That will give us the passion to do that. that I guarantee you. Uh, for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.